I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, welcome to Are You Having a Draft? My name is Bradley James, and you're hearing my voice in a significantly less tinny quality than you've been used to the last three episodes, because I am in the same room as Marcus Ellard. Hello, welcome back Bradley, welcome back to the UK, welcome back to London, welcome back to, more importantly, Are You Having a Draft? Cheers mate, thank you very much. Very good episode coming up today. What have we got in store? As it's Christmas, there's potential that we may have someone paying us a visit. He paid us a visit on our Christmas <sighs> do the other night. Oh my god, I know this is so exciting. And he was like, "Hey, I want to come and be part of the part of the podcast. Welcome anytime." We, that's what we said. Absolutely. Anytime. Hey, if you can fit down the chimney, come, oh! come and come and hang out while we're recording that pod. Well, let's not hang around. Let's just get to that bit now. (laughs) (laughs) Slowly, slowly catch your monkey, Marcus. We will get there. And now, without further ado, we have another episode of... Are you having a draft? Sure are, mate! Reporting live from London 10, it's Bradley James. You alright, me old China? I'm alright, me old... You just said it. Bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anymore. Good to have you back. Cockney rhyming slang after that. It's great to be back, pal. This is Bradley James. I'm joined by... Marcus Ellard, back in the co-host seat today. Happy driving, Bradley. Uh, happy driving? Yeah, you can drive the ship, steer the ship, pilot the fair vessel draft. Great word finding. <laughs> well done in my in my absence, mate. You you carried it well. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's good to be back, and you are listening to. Are you having a draft? This is oh. <laughs> game week thirteen. The Premier League is in sort of like game week. 17 I think by this by the time this comes out we are we are well behind now Especially, but, but we've had all the midweeks we've had the Amazon midweek spectacular yeah. as well which kind of threw everything I I didn't even I missed deadlines I didn't change my captains I was all over the shop yeah, amateur we, hour mate we are n- <laughs> as opposed to normal <laughs> as opposed to normal yeah it's Amazon's fault this year we are no longer reliable from a numerical standpoint so this is game week episode 13 we've got to Guests joining us, and they are Matthew Melalu, manager of Malulu's FC, currently second in the league. 
Matt Brummett, manager of the Super Keen Brumacticos, currently sitting in 11th. Well, thank you for joining us, boys. Well, our pleasure. Yeah, lovely to be here. Off the back of the Christmas do, you've yeah. still got your Christmas hat on, Christmas Melody. podcast, mate. Christmas hat has to come out, doesn't it? Bit of a bit of Christmas magic into the mix. Is that what you've brought for us this evening? That's very, very well, that's kind of you. My gift for you is a sprinkle of Christmas magical dust. Oh, oh thank you, Matthew. You Thanks, mate. I mean, I'll have to get the, I'll have to get the Hoover out later. But no, <laughs> I did find that picture in the end of me sitting on your knees as Santa, but that is, uh, it's not the most flattering picture, mate. I think that's going to be one for the archives. Of, of me or of you? Uh, both. I, I mean, I never look flattering in an outfit, let's be honest. I, my, my football top is practically spray-on. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> hold my hand up and say that's a tight-looking top, but I'm sure you look pretty sharp. You'll, uh, you'll be able to see Melaloo uh, alongside Nell McAndrew with a spray-painted kit the next World Cup. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll, and we'll see who wears it best. Um, so this we had, our, we had our draft Christmas do I guess yeah yeah um, we do that now we have a Christmas do people made the effort for it we haven't watched some football it's proper we watched a lot of football so we watched Everton versus Chelsea we went down to the mighty Dulwich Hamlet then we watched the Manchester Derby and then we watched the boxing but we weren't interested in the boxing we weren't interested in the boxing because during the Manchester Derby Matthew Ellerly turned up dressed from head to toe as the jolly man himself Father Christmas it was amazing it's the jolly man is that his nickname is that a thing? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Santa's a pretty jolly fellow. I mean, but I, I, I describe him as jolly, but I, yeah. I've never heard say, oh, be good this year, or the jolly man won't give up. Maybe not. And now it's time for... The Curse of Wood. just ridiculous the curse of the wolf like i know it's like a segment and it's just it started off as a bit of a joke but it like the stats obviously me maths man of the amount of injuries he gets and it's like the regularity of them it's stupid like it, it when every time it happens as well it's like and maybe like when you're highlighted to it a bit because you're looking out for it but it's like every player like, that gets injured you're just like Who's the play for? Oh, yeah, it's Wolves. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, he's not let us down this week. We've got nice. some more to mention. So, pulling up with a hamstring injury is our first victim of the curse. That is Callum Wilson. Looks like he'll be a doubt for this coming weekend. Let's see how he gets on over the Christmas period as well. Ashley Barnes, still injured. Luke Shaw played, however, has a yellow mark over his name. And then the other night, Nicolas Pepe scored a goal, I think got an assist. However, he has also pulled up injured and it looks like he'll be missing for the weekend. And this is even even Wolf on the group the other day. I think um, Brummett said, oh, Pepe's been injured. And then Wolf came in with, yeah, and Cullen Wilson, and this person, and that person. <laughs> Classic. Even Wolf has now, the most stubborn man in the draft, has even succumbed to the fact that the curse of Wolf is an actual thing. I think that's all we need to say for this week's instalment of... The Curse of Wolf. Pookie Watch!
Quick update on Pookie Watch. Should have seen this coming. Who do you think they were playing the week after we were talking about the fact that he hadn't done anything for a while? Um, was it Norwich? Was Norwich playing no, Southampton? No, he plays for yeah, Norwich. Yeah. So was it Southampton? It wasn't Norwich reserves. No, it was uh, it was Arsenal, mate. Oh, that one. And he could have guaranteed that that was going to be a fruitful game for him. It was. He scored and got eight points. Got then eight. he followed it up with some points at Southampton. Scored there. He's back to his regular uh, two points now. So you're okay. I mean, he'll be in and out. What do you think? How do you think he'll get on over the Christmas period? Shall we? How many games are we we marking this over? Say five games. Um, let's say five games how many how many goals do we think Pookie's going to get in five games I'm going to be generous and I'm going to say two yeah that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say Rummit's going for two Melu's going for two I'm going for four there no 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 <laughs> fuck off Matthew um, <laughs> I'm going to go for th- I'm going to go four I'm, I'm going to go for four so four. in the next five games what's the next game coming up for Norwich so we've, got, so we've got Saturday the 14th Norwich are playing Leicester City Leicester City <laughs> so from the game against Leicester City then they've got Wolves Wolves then they've got Villa yeah then they've got Tottenham and then on the 1st of January they've got Palace so that's five can I change that to one goal sorry so we're going to go up to the Palace game on the 1st of January and you changing it to one I'm goal? I'm changing it to one, yeah. I feel more confident in your prediction. I'll stick with two. Melaloo, you're yeah, going for. I'll stick with two. I'm sticking for four because I've said it. Yeah. He'll grab something against Villa and then that'll be it. Good man. So that's something to watch on Pookie Watch! time that we just go over the league table for everyone for those of you who follow us on social media you get a regular update of the league table let's talk ourselves through it i think we're probably best starting at the bottom and working our way up that way we start with maybe you know a note of negativity and we get positive towards the end exactly working on uppers as opposed to downers very good starting with in position number 13th, as he kept reminding us last time, mm. or as we like to call bottom, dead bottom, rock bottom, <laughs> practically relegated, is the Cerebral Assassins, managed by Yare Jake Bifume. People enjoyed his appearance last week. I mean, Did you guys hear it? He was great. He was I was excellent. sat next to him. Yeah. You heard, <laughs> you, you heard it. Definitely heard it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the only listener in the room. I, I really loved hearing from Yara. It was great. I mean, obviously we've heard so much about him throughout the podcast, but having him on there to fight his corner, and my word, will he fight his corner until mm. the death, he was really good value. And um, that boy can laugh. My word. Yes. Yeah, Pete Not got the, accused, didn't he? <laughs> Pete, Pete got accused of laughing too, but I didn't hear Pete. I didn't you hear know, Pete speak, nothing. let alone not laugh. A, not a smirk. No, not, not to jump forward to social media watch, but that was <laughs> made my favourite comment I've seen. <laughs> after Yare was howling for two straight hours and Pete was silent. It's like someone's like, yeah, podcast was ruined by Pete's laughter. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so is, anything, is there anything that he said last week that could possibly account for the fact that he was joint bottom game week with 27 points? And is 101 points off his closest rival. I mean, wow. 
I think everything you said would account for that, wouldn't it? <laughs> Talk, talking up a heck of a game and uh, sadly didn't deliver on any of it really. Didn't deliver this week, but I always like to reiterate with Yare, I think he's the best person to be in this position just because of the enthusiasm, the dogged determination that you will bring to the role of being in last place because we've got one or two drafters, I think, who would probably, you just wouldn't hear from them. They'd switch off. And yeah. He, he will never off. do that. He'll never yeah. give up. And if there's one man that could climb out of where he is right now, it's him. Yeah, because every week he's looking to try and make a change. Yeah, and, and we do focus on a lot of his shady transfers, but as of late, there has been a couple of decent ones in there. Well, Marcus has just brought up his team, I yes. think. He's benefiting from the Mourinho effect at Tottenham, so Aurea got six points this week in defence, and obviously a couple of weeks ago, you'd never have had a Spurs player getting good points on the defensive um, defensive fronts. So that's one thing, I yeah. suppose. But, but on the flip side of that, low Celso and Rose... Benched. Yeah, benched. True. Lee Smoose T. Yes. Who's yeah. horny, horny, horny. He's uh, <laughs> a, a, a Very good. Completely stolen that from Brummett. He's, he's got four in his last eight games. And Yare brought him in for, I think, the majority of those. Which, when you think of how hard it is to bring in a striker, Yare's sort of pounced there. Oh, and he was waxing lyrical about Trossard, wasn't he, last week? And he got assists. Got yeah. an assist. Yeah. There's a, there's a bit of scrounging around at the moment because... Whilst we're sort of trying to find the positives here, he did finish with the lowest <laughs> yeah. game week. He's got to bake up 101 points in the next 22 game weeks. It's not, oh, okay. it's not it's impossible. It's possible. But that's just for the wooden spoon, by the way. That's, that's just catering. for the wooden spoon. I appreciated his tenacity about the ideas of him actually making it out of the catering zone. If you do the maths, he's 164 65. points away from Andy O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. Which, is a, which is a lot. If you look at the slightly smaller, more manageable target, again, still a pretty big target. But 101 points, that's where he is away from. 12th position, which is Phil with Change Name FC. Phil had the fourth highest score this game week just gone. Again, another one benefiting from the Mourinho effect. Uh, why is that? Because of he's got uh, son, son. Captain Son, who has oh, been on fire, move. been on fire since Munia, as as Deli Ali, who we'll talk about later. On. Goal of season, lads! Is that oh, unbelievable? Oh, he's yeah. incredible. Picked up Melo own, hasn't seen it. Picked up in his own box, ran the whole length of the pitch, and just very calmly tucked it away. Yeah, very excellent. Nice. Even my uh, even my wife, who has been trying to hide away from Spurs post Mourinho Gate. Sent me a lot of exciting emojis and stuff when when that went in. So it's an amazing it a, goal. It was absolutely fantastic. Goal of the season. Yeah. Phil's team's a bit deceptive because it doesn't look like a team that should necessarily be second from bottom. I always think red is a good is a sign of a good team. However, <laughs> yeah. it used to be. <laughs> I know where you're going with it. However, the red he has in his team is across his three defenders, two of which are Arsenal defenders, and the other is a Man U defender. And these days that really isn't a good That's thing. That's the wrong part of the pitch to be having Yeah, read. One of his defenders has just dislocated his shoulder, so oh he's my God, out for who's that? three months. Tierney. Tierney. Oh, dear. And he's only just come back from injury. Socrates is possibly the slowest player I've ever seen. <laughs> Which is a credit to actually him being a good defender, bizarrely, that he has got no pace and yet is playing for Arsenal. 
And when I say a good defender, I mean like a Premier League defender, yeah, like yeah, to yeah. be able to play in the Premier League. Obviously, anyone who plays in the Premier League, apart from Ali Dyer at Southampton <laughs> in 1996, <laughs> um, is obviously of a, a pretty incredible standard. But within the spectrum of that standard, Socrates is probably not up there. It doesn't feel like it whenever I watch him. The final person taking up a spot in the catering zone, well, he sat right here, Matthew Brummett. Now, what makes this probably a little bit more painful is the man who you're, who you're duking it out with at the moment to try and get out of that space is uh, the guy who was the pastor at your wedding. Andy O'Neill was the pastor at your wedding. Yeah, I thought, well, pa- pa- pastor maybe paints him in a different light. Cel- <laughs> celebrant. He did the old... That's um, amazing. Yeah. He held the book, he looked official, and he said some words. And did he have his goalkeeper kit on? A lot of us. been a true friend. <laughs> yeah. But because it was like your third wedding, you'd legally been married for weeks by that stage. Yeah, three years back. No, no, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four days, legally. Yeah. I've learned amazing stuff about Andy O'Neill in the last week. Oh, God. Oh, go on, what else have you learned about that he was on, That he was on the books at Liverpool. That he played yeah, for Liverpool. He was a cracking goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did make I did make him once. That's the third most amazing. <laughs> yeah. like He's a generally really good goalkeeper. Really, that's really amazing. Good. I, yeah. I think it's amazing. I can yeah. tell you something else about Andy O'Neill is that he hasn't had a drink for a while because he was swaying in the wind was he? early on yeah. at the Christmas party. Two shandies in. His legs are clean. <laughs> it wasn't far off. You joke, but it was sort of that aspect. He had a lovely smile when I arrived. Who doesn't have a lovely smile when you're well, exactly. (laughs) So, your window signing has been pretty successful for you, yeah. What, Super Connor Cody? No, your transfer, oh, the official one. Oh, god, yeah, Yeah, basically the best of all the transfers, yeah, yeah, high scoring, comfortably. I think that's fair to say. Everyone's going for all these low Celsos and all these mugs, but Mope is the boy, he's done very well for me. Yeah, I should have. There's a couple of previous game weeks when I was going to captain him and bottled it um, and gone for gone for someone else. But yeah, wrong for me. You managed to pick up Mason Mount thanks to the waiver wire in the very first game week. I was I was literally speaking about him on fighting talk as mm. you transferred him in. Because as I was as I was uh, talking about him, I was thinking, oh, actually, I should probably try and sign him. And lo and behold. You, the waiver wire gave you preference. I remember that. when that exact moment happened because you were you were waxing lyrical about Mason Mount. And yeah. The next thing I know was Brummett had signed, brought him in. Brilliant. Yeah. He's yeah, he's been incredible for me. I think the only a lot. I'm happy with a lot of my transfers. That the one I've really dropped a bollock. I'll drop to Baldock with was uh, George, <laughs> George Baldock, the, the Sheffield United wing back, who mm. I thought I had too many Sheffield United players in, at the time. Then turns out you cannot and, have I, enough. I cannot have enough. Yeah. Of the so, Sheffield United I, uh, wing yeah, I, I, I They seem to, to play about. Five of them per a game, so you yeah. you'd have thought there'd be more to choose from. Yeah, but but yeah, so it's uh, yeah that was a bit of a frustration. Let's talk about the fact that you are currently filling up this catering zone. Mm-hmm. You've got Andy just ahead of you, Marcus and myself, mm-hmm. but you managed to make a bit of a push initially that got you yeah. well out of that catering zone. Yeah. You've been sucked back in. What yeah. do you think that's well? well about? It's, it's because I, my strategy is my midfield is full of it's full. Of Big six are the historic big six players, um, and so and a, a few of them in there of players have been in and out of the team. Oxlade Chamberlain, Ericsson, Özil, even Pulisic, you know, doesn't start all the time. Mm. So when they all click and all play, I'm 
smashing it out of the park. In games where that doesn't happen, I end up with back-to-back worst game weeks. So, <laughs> so it's just like, this is this is good because I, he says when they all click, I'm, I'm now in the dressing room with Matt Brummett being the manager, Pulisic, Ozil, Mason Mount, Oxlade Chamber, and sitting there and goes, when you guys click, they don't, play, they don't actually yeah. play together, Brummett. You know, right? Right? Uh, well, I'm trying to look at it. I mean, I'm glad they don't. It wouldn't be a traditional five-man midfield. Maybe like a Kevin Keegan team. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know who's played holding mid in that side. This brings us on to what I think is probably the most interesting team. Of the league, I'm just looking. At it. I was looking at it earlier when you when you mentioned he was above and he got highest game week. So it's very easy to highlight this when someone has highest game week yeah. or is do you know has added has done well. But there is something. I feel like we're on the verge of something happening. For verge of a surge. Very good. Thank you. Very accurate. Describes <laughs> the situation well. Virgorio. Because I just want to go through Andy's team and just p- pull out some players here. So I'm going to ignore his goalkeepers just for two seconds. But in his defence, he's got Vertonghen, who we've already mentioned the Mourinho In effect. his defence or in Andy's defence? <laughs> in both. 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 Okay, great. <laughs> he's got Azpilicueta, who hasn't done as... <laughs> easy for me to say... Who hasn't done as well this season. However, he also has Rudiger, who's been injured and is coming back into the Chelsea team and will strengthen the Chelsea defence. So I've got a feeling as Pilicueta and Rudiger are going to bring Andy some points. John Stones plays at Man City, currently injured, but hey, he's all right with that. Then he's got Johnny Evans, who's playing every week. For the best defence in the league. Uh, yeah, we've got like we've conceded like, Leicester have conceded like ten goals all season or something. It's mental. So wow. that's his defence. And his defence, looking at that, I'm very jealous of. Yeah. He's then got Bernardo Silva, who's gonna be uh maybe not as good as he was last year points wise, but still always but ticking like, over. And he'll have like an amazing game week one week and then just tick over and then have another amazing game week. He's yeah. there or thereabouts. Then the other guy he's got is Delhi Alley. And of all the players who are benefiting oh. from the Mourinho effect, it's Deli Alli. Deli Alli's like basically... 406 points a week at the moment. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> it's, 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 it's... Oh, I'm trying not to say mental, but it is mental, the amount of points he's got. Take a shot, whoever's playing the <laughs> Aubameyang is about to see... He was already doing well. He's about to see a surge... Very good. I was predicting purple patch that time, but surge, <laughs> but surge is good. Well... I would say Aubameyang's already been had at least a sort of violet, yeah, yeah, yeah. you Definitely. know, uh, patch kind of <laughs> in the sense that he's consistent with his goals, relatively speaking. But now Arsenal are probably going to go through a transition of some description, whether it's because they've just managed to get out of Emery's poor tactical shadow. Yeah, he's now going to score some more goals. He managed to do that trade with Dutz. And he's got Gabriel Jesus. Now, Aguero is injured, so Jesus is playing every week. Andy Carroll got him an assist. And, okay, no one's going to be too worried about him. But his third striker is Andy Carroll, which is pretty good going. We say it every time with Andy Carroll. If he stays fit, he'll get some points. He'll chip in. So, Andy's team is suddenly looking like a top three outfit. Mm. Let's announce ninth position. And that uh, that is you, Marcus. Um, and it sounds like someone's got their sights set on you. Well, I'll finish above him. 
Like, I just... Well, you won't, but, uh, uh, but the thing is... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, as well, what I'm particularly enjoying this season is... Aguero being injured. Is those Doritos. It's the Dorito that I just put in my mouth <laughs> as, as you... It's my team. Yeah. But other than that, is that I got... Because people were confused. After I'd read out, started talking about you know, the team in 10th place. No, no. They weren't sure. <laughs> and we'd, we'd done the 11th place team before that. They weren't sure which team I was going to go for. Oh, that's no my strong point. Yeah. So, yes. Um, I've been accused of having a one-man team at the beginning of the season, which I have not got. Partly in, um, partly due to this um, trade that I did with Bradley, which was excellent because I had Rashford. Um, Grealish, I think, is finally sort of coming good. Uh, Tarkovsky, Tarkovsky's had a few good matches. Sionchu is arguably the leader of the, the greatest defence in the Premier League history. That's a big argument. I don't, don't understand no, that, no. Marcus. I brought back Gazaniga in, which I think was quite a shrewd move when, um, yeah. when what's-his-name got injured. So You're Al- also getting Adrian playing more than I think most people thought because yeah. uh, Alisson seems to keep getting injured. Yeah, so I think I'm fine. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be in the catering zone. Um, I think I'm, and also because I'm paying a lot of attention to the team this year. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I know, Marcus, that you said that you, you got belief in your team, and I know you also said that you're not that great at maths. But nine of your players got zero points <laughs> this week. <laughs> yeah, but I was that's not. Do you know what nine times but, zero is, mate? <laughs> <laughs> but I was lowest game. I was joint lowest game week. Yeah. So if you go to my other, if you go to my other game weeks. So last week was 41, the week before that was 33, 59 the week before that. But it's part, partly... 50 the week before that. It's partly because Rashford... 41 the week so before well. that. But yeah, but like, but yeah and again, Rashford, Rashford is, is doing well, but without Aguero, there is a, a lot of weaknesses in there. You'd still have Grant Hanley in your team. I don't know how many points... Let's have a look Mate, at how many points... Defend, fuck all, basically. He's got nothing. He's we got one that. point this season. Yeah, great. Good. <laughs> <laughs> he's why he's on my bench. He's, he's played four games. He's why he's on my bench. I've got a real problem with defenders. But obviously... The, you just the, don't like him. You just don't right, like so him. All right, maybe I need to spend some time looking through the defenders. This, our next Tomorrow, when I'm on the tube, on the way to work, I'll go through and look at the defenders. I mean, Richard mm. Stearman was a shrewd signing. But Richard Stearman, I got wrong. I've admitted that. Well, I, was, some defenders, I was meant to sign Lundstrom. I got them mixed up. Some defenders have got minus points in games this season, whereas Stearman has not got minus points in any of his games. Because he's got... <laughs> Well, because he's not played any games. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So it could be worse. But, yeah, it could be worse, mate. So shrewd. Soyon Q's done well for you, but at the yeah. same time, it's like this Leicester run with their defence is not, not going to last. Leicester... Um, oh, um, you reckon? What? Yeah, they've but, still got the big, big teams to play. Yeah. Fucking, well, we are, Leicester well, are a big team. Yeah, but they've got... Uh, the traditionally the, big teams. Oh, traditionally got the big top teams five are a load of nonsense. Play. They're one of the top three teams. You can say Oldham are a traditionally big team, but they're in the <laughs> third division. But it's, it's more, my, my issue is not about the, the size of Leicester as a, as a Sheffield Wednesday, team. they're a it's big a, team, but they're fucking it, well it, down as well. It's more about. It's just more about that the... You know, there's... Their, their squad's going to get tired and, and, and Brendan Rodgers' teams do historically drop off. This is nice. So, what team <coughs> isn't going to get tired? Yeah, um, exactly. Well, no, but it's... They're not playing in Europe. But it's more about the... It's that... T- it's that there's no... There's very little rotation on that side. That's the issue, that they're playing all week in, week it, out. And I'm not... In terms of, in terms of Leicester's success, yeah. that's not necessarily going to be a bad thing, keeping the same uh, team all the way through the season. But for individual players... Starting to fall off, maybe get an injury. Soyuncu could could be that one. I'm just going to put this out there, Bromit. 
I haven't brought any aspirin this week. So I've got it in my you, bag. It's still in my bag. keep going it's down fine. this route. The, vein, I mean, the, gonna, the veins are popping. The veins are popping, but I've got some aspirin. It's fine. Which brings us on to <laughs> eight place. And that would be myself. The Commissioner. Liberators FC. Previous game week, lowest game week, suddenly plummeted into ninth. Crawled my way back up to eighth this week. Largely due to having the best player... Of the week, which was Harry Kane. I had him as my captain. 32 points. 32 Monster week. And that was kind of it for my team, in the sense that I had a couple of clean sheets. Robertson finally getting a clean sheet. Well done, mate. And Tompkins, who I bought a couple of weeks ago, who was a player who, the week <laughs> I brought 1970s? him in... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The week I brought him in, he was the only player to get over two points for me. I think what? I had another game week as well where the player I brought in that week was the only player to score many points. Is it a surprise, actually, that it's only recently why a lot of us have been picking up Palace defenders considering they've been keeping, mm. you know, had a, had a pretty damn good defence all season. Well, doing like well the past sort of four weeks, everyone kind of got a bit giddy, didn't they? They've got a real them. run. And they've got a good run. They've got that good run. They, but, so yeah. that's the reason why people sign them. But I'm just quite interested it took this long, actually, because Palace have, you know, done well yeah, they defensively. Have, yeah. I'm not sure what the confusion is here because if you look at that run of fixtures, they had Leicester, Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, I think it yeah, was. Yeah. And you don't want them in your team no. for those yeah, games. True. And then all of a sudden you get to the end of that run and if, you're, if you've kept your eye on it, you suddenly see that they've got this run of games coming up. And I actually wanted to sign Cahill. I did some research, guys. And somebody else signed him. <laughs> I had a look at what the players were playing and I was like, hang on a minute. Here's a guy who's got a run of easy games. So somebody else signed him, but we'll get to that later <laughs> on. Um, it actually did me a favour because Cahill for that week was injured. Right. In fact, that was the week. Two with, weeks. So I was left with Tompkins. And Tompkins was my top scorer that, that game week anyway. Are you worried about the amount of Claret and Blue in your squad? Uh, well, I have just dropped Mark Noble. Okay. Who, as Brummett rightly said weeks ago, is the one I should have dropped when I picked up Perez. Because James Ward-Prowse has gone on to score... More points than Perez, let alone Mark Noble, yeah. since I dropped him. Marcus Rashford seems to now be the best player in the league since I dropped him. <laughs> um, I'm in eighth place because I have made some stupid decisions. Going further up the table... Uh, it's your personal rival. Eight points ahead of me is Peter Everill with Evil FC, who had an unbelievable week two game weeks ago when he managed to score 65 points. And he got 63 the week after that. Madison, Origi, Rico, just players all picking up points left, right and centre. Moutinho also got some points um, in that game week. And he ended up with 65. I think he was highest game week that week. He did very well. Here's the thing with Pete's team. I don't think they're getting consistent points every week. No, I just looked at that, actually. That 65, for me, was a bit of an anomaly. Pete doesn't have a Galactico. Yeah. You know? uh, he's got players like Trent Alexander-Arnold, you know what I mean? Who can get a lot of points, but he doesn't have an actual Galactico. You've got Kane, and we'll get you constant, a lot of points if he stays fit. Mm. I think you're right. I think Pete's got, for he doesn't have anyone you look there, and it's like, oh yeah, that's guaranteed. You should get guaranteed pretty much six points most game weeks or whatever. Yeah. But he's got a lot that you think, unless he has a really unlucky week, which he has a, a couple of times, you know, they should do enough to tick by. So I, I think Pete 
should be. I don't. I don't think he's going to get anywhere near like a title, like the title picture. But yeah. I think his team's cons- like got enough good players dotted about there that it should be enough to keep him out of catering zone. Which moves us on to sixth position, slightly above mid table. Jonathan Wolf. Here we go. I found it. I found it. Johnny Wolf. Last season, Rashford got me ten goals. He has ten goals. Already. Last season, De Bruyne got me 59 <laughs> points. He has 97 already. Last season, Alisson got 176. This week, he's got his first clean sheet. Last season, oh God, he goes on and on and on. And then he says, hashtag, because obviously he's cooled down with the kid. <laughs> hashtag draft luck. Drafting is 65% luck, 35% skill. What, that sounds like a bitter... Yes, yeah, and you know if he did well, he'd be saying it was all down to the skill and not. What down were the to responses the to that? There weren't any responses because we all had a massive day out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Wolf had been at work all day thinking about how yeah. crap. We were all life sat on Bell's knee at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the lesson there is for us all to draft Wolf's team next season because they'll yeah, probably yeah. do well just to spite him. And Essentially, Wolf is a mid-table dweller. I don't understand <laughs> dweller. I don't understand. On draft day, you want to shake him and go, are you just here to exist? What would you like to see Wolf do next draft day? His strategies, initial strategy is not bad, but he had to to buy early. Not bad. What is the point of not bad? He's been not bad every single season. What is the point well, of can, just dr- of just floating in mid-table? He's got to do what I did last year. There's no point. What I did last year is I realised I was going to spend forever fighting to get out of the catering zone unless, in the bid system, I went big, took a risk and got a player who might, at the very least, keep me out of the, the catering zone, yeah. might send me up the table. He's got to, at the beginning, he's got to go, right, I need a marquee signing that might get me an absolute buttload of points. And then he can build a team around that. He, once he's got a marquee signing, fine. Sit there, get them on the board, sit there, have a break, sit, go down to the barbecue, sit around, wait for a while, wait till everyone, and then mop up all of those banking players that are going to get you low points. But you've got someone who's got a chance we of getting you somewhere to, uh, good. He definitely needs to take the advice of getting down to the barbecue because uh, we need to get him. Yeah. I mean, I'd yeah, love him, make, I'd love him to cook. Make for him be in some It's a good point, Malcolm. A good point, Malcolm. Seven seasons in, the only player to kind of win it with a wolf type team or a spread team was Pete's season. Really, mm. when he kind of had a kind of a bit of a spread boring team, but they all did enough. Usually, <laughs> you need, and that's actually no dig on on. I, I've well, said Pete's team's the, the, in, in the, maybe the most impressive team to win the draft because of how spread it was. It was legit good drafting. Wolf, I think, has tried to replicate that model and failed with it. And he's also used like Pete's strategy as well. They've both got similar ones. Of they're a bit like kind of we're all shopping in Had Harrods and they're like old biddies at antiques roadshow. Yeah, just looking, like, looking for the bargain basement. And, yeah, and yeah. every so often there's like a Del Bo- Del Boy like watching there, but mostly yeah, yeah. it's just like. Tat and, and that's it. That same tactic picked up Pete the wooden spoon the yeah, following yeah, season. True, so true, it's a true. risk. Oh God! Anyway. I think I think Wolfie, with the, all the love and the best will in the world, just next year, just take a risk, mate. And if you if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. If it doesn't, I mean, you could be at the top. Which brings us on to next number five, number five in the league, fifth in the league, Kitchen Crusaders FC, arguably the second. Most improved drafter this year. Uh, very fair. Very Meta fair. Meta Llewellyn. And the fans' favourite as well. 
Absolutely. And also, brilliant that he came down from Cardiff at the yeah, weekend for the draft Christmas. Good boy, Made the trip for the Christmas do. Um, to watch his third ever football match. Wrapped some keys behind the goalpost. I bet he <laughs> yeah. didn't have a clue what was going on there. <laughs> I mean, none of us had a clue what was going on and we go to football matches. I'm just, I'm just going to come out and say this. I look at Meds's team and I wish Mane was in my team. There's no... There's Over no... Sour. Yeah. 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 It maybe maybe a more intelligent drafter would have sat up there with Zach going, Mane's the one for me. I think he's going to push on this season. And look oh, at him. That's head. exactly what he's done. So if you got a WhatsApp or a Bebo now from Meds saying, if Med wants, Salah Mane, would you take it? Done. Done. No Meds, question. if you're listening. I'd, I'd treat him to a slap hot dinner as well and I might yeah. even give him a little shoulder rub. Correct. Yeah, I'd totally mate. Meds, who's also transferring smartly this year as well, I think. He's, he's got his finger on the pulse. He's not just banked his team and, and seen, just seen how they've got on. He got involved in the Crystal Palace action with this run of games that they've seen got. seen that. Kelly, eight points this week. Yeah. You've got MacArthur. James MacArthur chips in as well. He, he goes mm-hmm. on little spells where he'll score you know, two or three goals in, a, in three or four games. That takes us to fourth place, which I would say is kind of where the sort of mid-table mini-league gets where you reach the top of that mid-table mini-league. And that's a position held by Daniel Mantle. And the only reason he's part of that mid-table mini-league and not part of the upper echelon is because Paul Pogba Mm -hmm. has been injured for God knows how long now. Uh, What looks like nine game weeks. And that's his sort of like his big player after De Bruyne. And yet he's still in fourth, which is a little bit scary because he's not had Josh King, who usually is you know chipping in with with points. Digne has been in an Everton defence that has just leaked goals, and yet he's still in fourth position. He's managed. To- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. To pick up uh, James Ward-Prowse off of some idiot who dropped him. <laughs> and yeah, he's just, he keeps ticking over with the points. Well, quickly on Mantle though, just before we just before we move past, has anyone noticed he's been getting a bit yappy in the chat? Usual modest fence-sitting Mantle. I, been thrown a I had not mentioned, I had not noticed Yeah, he's had, a, he's had a couple. I don't know if it's like his missus has nicked his phone or something. But he's been, <laughs> been getting a few needles in there, yeah. Or, or what, at least being like confident about stuff. <laughs> yes, there you go. So Mantle saying, uh, having a, a throwback at Yare, mate, you think I, I won't finish on the podium? Behave. Yes. That Pogba power. Yes. yes. There he is. That's, that's about as forceful as it gets from Mantle. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah. Good on him. More of that, please, Mantle. Yeah. Don't poke the Mantle beast. We're now into the top three. Ooh. And there's a bit of separation because 51 points will see you jump from fourth to third. It's a pretty big gap. And in third place is last year's champion, our reigning champion, 
manager of Pipe Dreamers FC, Neil Dutton. 761 points. Yeah, and he's having a Jamie Vardy party, mm. is what's Ex- going on And you've there. touched on what I would be worried about if I was... Oh, it worries me. Duts. Go on, Marcus, why'd you no, pull that on. face? No, no, go on. I think he's on... I think he's... I know I'm, I'm one for bold predictions on this podcast, but I think he'll beat his 11, 11 straight game scoring. Okay, so after he does that... Do you think he goes on another 11-game run of scoring? Oh, don't be, afterwards? don't be like that. Well, the reason I'm being like that <laughs> is because currently Dutz is solidly a one-man team with Virgil van Dijk occasionally helping him out. But he has got, across his entire team, six injuries. Mm. But Va- like so, Vardy... Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you now. Vardy has been incredible. Yeah, Every, Absolutely incredible, and the guy now finds himself in third. And, and he, so, is that going to last? I still think Vardy. I, basically, I, his what, the reason I'm saying that is Vardy's not going to score every game. He's currently in a purple patch, hey, <laughs> and uh, he'll still score throughout the season. But uh, will he score as consistently? I don't think so. You can't keep that level up. No. I've had Vardy in my team two seasons previously. And I've never bothered a position above sixth in the league. Yeah. He's never been this consistent throughout the entire season. For me, even if he does continue like this, we get to next draft day, I think he'll be in the same place. And I'll tell you extra for why. I think everyone subconsciously thinks, oh, that's Vardy's last season like that. Yeah. I don't think, even as a Leicester fan, I'm thinking, this season's excellent. But he... Even thinking ahead to next season, I'm like, yeah. will he will he be able to keep that up at 34? Especially no. once Brendan Rodgers is gone, he's going to find him a child. And just just the thing in terms of that, are we talking about potentially 200 points? Is it a player that's got possibly he's not got 200 points? That, not, but, but so. My question to you is: I think he's getting that this year. Yeah. Is he getting that next season? Do you think he'll get 200 points this year? Yes. Yeah, he's got 128 already. Has he? Yeah, yeah man. Jesus Christ. He'll easily, he'll easily crack 200 this year. Fucking will he do hell. it? Will he do it next year? My answer would be no. No. That's, that's a genuine surprise for me. And if or you're I, I don't have the same faith that you could do it. Next and Dutz is captaining every every single week. Yeah. yeah. That's some, that's I, I feel a bit stupid that I didn't realize that you had that many. That's mental 128 points at this point in the season. Yeah. So you think about it, so he's got all his 128, so that's, that's nearly 260 points. Is that right? 200 and whatever it is. And Dutz has got 761. Yeah. Hmm. So he's a counter for a third what's of his points. Well, if he's captained him every week. Yeah. If he's oh, captain, sorry. If he's Jamie, Jamie just, Vardy, just, just shy of that. Jamie Vardy, one of 15 players in Dutz's squad, accounts for one third of his points. Yeah. Well, And, and actually, going back to um, the, the, the point of the one-man team, um, he got 45 points this week, which is a decent... De- decent, decent, decent haul. Yeah. Um, relatively high scoring game week, but still, yeah, decent. Seven of his players, seven of his squad got zero points this week. I mean, we're not talking Marcus level bad, but seven, <laughs> seven players getting zero. Ridiculous. It's not, you, you're not going to win a title with that. Then, which, that show, which just goes to show how good a form Jamie Vardy yes. is in. Yeah. Which brings us neatly onto the drafter's most improved drafter. Manager of Malulu's FC, Matthew Melalu, sitting in second. Malulu! It does, it does indeed. And yeah. do you know what? This is so just going on that. So, uh, Neil Dutton got 45 points this week. Mm-hmm. Matthew Melalu got 46. 
but the consistency in Matthew's squad, so he's got like Sanchez with six, Cahill with eight, he's got Salah with 13, James with five, Abraham, it's spread out. And that's what's happening every week, isn't it? There's yeah. always been a lot of a lot of players to chip in, and then when Salah or Tammy have a blinder, <laughs> then first name basis. then it goes well, you know. Yeah. Uh, then it goes well. There's two players we got featured when we did a bit of a breakdown of draft day. That's Daniel James and Tammy Abraham. You snagged Abraham off of Brummett, and you got James unchallenged mm. off of everybody. And there was a few giggles at James, like a bit. G- giggles is maybe a bit a bit harsh, but a few like maybe few looks ro- around ro- the room, maybe rolled eyes, like oh, he's not really going to do anything. Even now, you know, and he's he's not doing as well as at the start. So he's got an assist this week, did he? Was yeah, right? he did. Yeah, yeah. sitting up around fifty nine points. It's, I mean, it's it's. I think that was because it's the regular thing that I've always done is, it's the team I follow. So pre season, I'm always looking at who's coming into that team. I usually end up picking that new player on a punt because I've heard somewhere them going, oh yeah, they're going to be the new great sensation at United, Memphis, and they're not. And they're usually rubbish. And people have looked at me and gone, oh, he's doing the same thing he did every other year. And it's this year... Well, Memphis cost you figures, sort of... I spent 60 quid on the top, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Cost me a lot. Memphis cost you a first round draft pick that year. Yeah, it was a bad choice. Also, excitingly... You've added Robert Snodgrass to your team. That is exciting. I have, mate. Yeah, I know, that was, very good. I thought I need to get involved in this uh, this action, even if it's not in the bet itself. Well, thought, this leads you know us what? on to something interesting. How are you going to include yourself in the bet? Well, <laughs> we'll have to see, won't we? Yeah, well, we'll see um, now. What's your, what's your you, offer? Didn't you, um, didn't you posit an interesting question to whoever was on the podcast at the time as to who they thought would finish top? Out of Tammy and Sergio Aguero, wasn't that a question that you asked? Who do you thought Possibly. at the end of the season would have the most, the most points? points. Yeah. That was something that you did. I mean, yeah. Do we throw in that if Tammy finishes above Sergio and Marcus buys me dinner? <laughs> no. And if and if Aguero me into a losing and, bet and and if Aguero yeah, gets more points than Tammy then I'll, I'll chip in on your dinner do you not like that Marcus no. for Aguero to get Tammy no not at the minute because Aguero's unknown return date from his injury <laughs> and and but, but also me. has been the top scorer in I'm the not, league and no alright no, well, give him a points differential offer I'm not doing this bet <laughs> <laughs> as in how so if you think Tammy's going to finish above Aguero, how many points do you think he'll? I don't think anyone will heard. Aguero has an unknown return date. He could, and he's in his early thirties. But in one, like in one, in one game, Sergio Aguero can get like twenty points. No, not being dragged into it. Well, also, Mel, this. we're talking about Snodgrass. Bit, also, Mel, Snodgrass. a bit of advice: don't get into a bet with Marcus. He is the anti-Lannister. He never pays has he his paid best. you yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, we've got 100 quid knocking around every week. <laughs> you only need it knocking around one week. I don't <laughs> want you to bet back because I just like holding it over you. It's fine. You can hold it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's All go right. into Snodgrass. Stop dragging me into bets. So, Melly, how are you, how are you going to include yourself in this bet? I don't know. I'm just, I just put something No, it's Snodgrass and Rice. That's the whole point. We can't call it Snod Rice Aguero. I mean, look, 
I, Abraham. I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. Snodgrass is not a permanent fixture in my team. Oof. Ooh. He's he's uh, he's only there for a little while. While he's been on a, a recent run of form, he's got me a couple of points here and there. He got an assist. He's I think we're coming up on um, a game week where he won't be playing because of the whole Liverpool are too successful and have too many games. Therefore, we need a week off. So he's not going to be in my team as of that week. He'll be gone. All right. Well, listen. Let's get to this. Let's get to this part of the uh, discussion. Oh, yeah. It's game week sixteen. Yeah. You're still up there. I am. You? Yeah. You're in the scrap now, mate. I am, it, it, and it is a scrap now. I mean, we've been dancing around each other. We You've got the chance of winning a title, pal. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of exciting. It's. Uh, I never thought. I genuinely never thought I'd be in this position, and. It is. I, I'm watching games I'd never be watching. I mean, I was logging on to Amazon to watch um, the uh, the Arsenal game against. Were they, was it Brighton they were playing? Or and, and yeah. I thought, yeah. <laughs> and I was I was thinking, oh great. Well, let's see what Lacazette can do. Scored a goal, brilliant. Um, and uh, they were playing well, but then they took him off, and uh, and the game went. Well, it went south, didn't it? And again, this weekend, they didn't play like... I'm watching matches that I wouldn't be watching otherwise. Yeah. And being at the cutting edge of the draft, it makes it... Hey, no, you are. No, you laugh, yeah, I'm not. That's, that's where good. I am. Yeah. I it makes it really exciting. And, you know, Nick and I are trading points. We were within a... I was a couple of points ahead of him last game week. I'm a few points behind him this game week, but we're literally one player scoring a goal away from. I just think if you'd have captain Salah the last game, mate, week, you'd be at the top of the league by a fair I few I would points. be on top of the league. Yeah. So seven points difference between second and first, and in first place, regaining top spot. The Guinness luck is Nicholas Morgan, the supermarket sweepers. Fifty-six points this game week, and. Was that second top game week this week? It was yes. second top game week, and he's done it without Sterling really getting up to much. Doing yeah. nothing, yeah. But he's got um, he's, the place. He's brought in a player from the nineteen thirties, George Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing well, very well. Ian Acho on fire. Ian Acho, maybe albeit momentarily. Ian Acho is the big one because he is probably going to get a few games now, especially over the festive period. Yeah. Over this festive period. Unfortunately, that means Perez is going to be uh, not playing. Great. And Nick has, as I say, <coughs> somewhat disturbingly, similar to what Mantle has done in that one of his best players is kind of, it's not really happening for him with Pogba because he's been injured and yet he's still in fourth. Nick has not found great success with Sterling. Captains him more or less every week and... That doesn't always pay off. Quite a lot of the times it doesn't pay off. And yet he's still, well, he's top of the table. Now I just flag to the to the team here that Danny Ings has scored three more points than Raheem Sterling this year. Wow. Well, I, well, I was just about to talk about Ings. In the way that, you know, there's been so much pooky chat. There's a literal pooky watch. There is. Um, Danny Ings doesn't have a bloody theme tune, does he? Like, he's, I think, I, out of the two, I'd rather have Ings than... than Pookie. Well, given, but this is the thing. Poo- people are misunderstanding Pookie Watch. <laughs> <laughs> people are misunderstood not... Sam. <laughs> it is so misunderstood. And for those of you who, like a, like for an whatever reason, do not get the point of Pookie Watch, 
It has <laughs> nothing to do with us thinking that Pookie is going to be the best striker in the league. Yeah. It's the fact that Nick completely bypassed the chance to trade Pookie when he should have done. When he was at the top of his purple patch. When he was patch. at the top of his purple patch. Get him out of your team. He could, have got, he could have got Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy. Could he? Yes. Easily. Four games in. Pookie scored all those no, points. Vardy, no, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He could have got Jamie Vardy. If he'd have thrown that trade out there, Dutz would have taken it. It's the fact that Nick has displayed lack of experience. He's still top of the league, I will, I will point out. But imagine how much higher he would be yeah. if he'd utilised the whole Pookie situation. I think There's two things he's going to rue. He had the chance to trade for Marcus Rashford. Did he? Yeah, I offered him Marcus Rashford for Gilfie Sigurdsson. <laughs> no, you Pookie did then. not. I did. Oh my word. Oof. So... So the league can thank me that that didn't go through. Well, wow. I can thank him for it not going through. And he didn't trade with Pookie. Nick has been slow on trades. It's his first season. You can't blame him for that. But if he doesn't win this league, he's it'll got. Be of that. It'll be because of that. He's only got himself to blame. But could we also not say that it's that thing we were talking about last week, uh, last time I think actually, where you get attached to your players and you always yeah. think, oh no, though he's he's done that, he's done that, he'll come back into form, he'll come back yeah. into form, he'll come back into. Yeah, but it's not like you're again. That's the misunderstanding. It's the fact that like it's, we're not saying Pookie's not going to not score for the rest of the season. Yeah. We're saying there was a, a period of time where his numbers were insane. And they were never gonna. Yeah. They were never going to stay at that. Yet you could have used that. He to could get. have gone to you and traded for probably Robertson. He could have traded. Yeah, he could for, have, definitely. Yeah, I'm telling you, he would have got Vardy off of Dutz. He would have got. I mean, I can't remember the sort of you know off the top of my head. I can't think who's way, but he could have got a decent, consistent player. Mm. As it is, he's got a Norwich forward for the rest of the season. Here's a rundown. So. Before you next listen to us again, here's the league table. 13th position, Yare. 12th, Phil. Filling up the catering zone, Matthew Brummett in 11th. Then you've got Andy O'Neill in 10th, Marcus in 9th, myself uh, in 8th. Pete, smack bang in the middle of the table at 7th. Jonathan Wolfe at 6th, Meds 5th, Mantle Four. On the podium, third place is Neil Dutton, second is Matthew Melody, first place is Nick Morgan. We're about to embark on all the Christmas fixtures that are coming up. Points will be flying around here, there and everywhere. Injuries, players being rested, weird results because of the games being close together. Let's see what it does to the table. Marcus, should we quickly talk about punishment fines? Oh, yes, please. There's a bit of uh, banter on the old group today, wasn't there? There's a bit of activity because we have a punishment pot. At the end of the season, that pot goes towards funding the catering for the catering's owners. And... People who uh, mess around with the law, they find themselves having to contribute to the punishment pot. 
Uh, I just realised where this is going. <laughs> so, in fact, it, it almost has its own natural league table. The pot total at the moment is at £68. It's good. It's a good amount of uh, that's the beers. It's a lean dinner that we'll be having. Maybe not snacks on the table, but... Ve- vegetarian dinner. Hopefully probably. that'll increase by the end of the season. And contributing a pound is... Matthew Mellaloo. Very good, Matthew. I've been very good. Good Good behaviour this time. And Johnny Wolf. Two pounds, myself and Dutz. Three pounds, Nick and Marcus. I've tripled my my amount from last year. Meds and Pete are putting in four pounds each at this stage. Then we get to Mantle, who's putting in a fiver. Ooh. Andy's going to be putting in six pounds so far. Is that after the meltdown? Two of those pounds were (laughs) heavily contested (laughs) by Andy. Yare is going to be throwing in nine pounds. Standard. And then we get to the double figures. And Phil is so far contributing 13 pounds. Which would usually be probably very much at the top of the league. Cleaned up his act. That is half of what he would have put in right now at least. Phil put in like 80 quid last year. Yeah, 76, yeah. Top of that chart with £15 is Matthew Brummett. Talk to us about what happened there, mate, because you had an absolute shocker on the way to the Christmas party. Basically, guys, there's the the main draft WhatsApp chat, which is chaos, right? Um, It's it's just Yare's in a monologue, right? But but then, (laughs) actually, there are are sanctums which you can't touch, which is mainly the the transfer chat. So that is only there for transfers. So K De Bruyne, Man City out, um, A Barnes, Leicester in, whatever. Right? I got giddy because it was it was the day of the draft Christmas party and then I accidentally, instead of posting in the main chat, posted on that chat, which got me a fiver. And then because I was giddy and not thinking, again, being draft Christmas, you know, do, really excited. Rather than going into normal chat and saying bollocks, can't believe I did that. I just wrote oh bollocks underneath my own comment. <laughs> so that's ten pounds in like three seconds. And actually, what I think, have you guys seen that like B movie horror franchise called? Is it The Purge? Yeah. Where they have there's like yeah. it's a civilized society, and to make it a civilized society, they have one day where they all just go mad and do whatever they want. I think the draft Christmas party should be like that. And like I should have my ten pound back because that could be a giddy day where we can break any rules we want. We could use triple captain. We can do all the rules, and then we just get let off. That is a stupid idea, but I just really don't want to give that ten over. Mate, it's it's, it's on. I uh, know. I remember I just, getting in the car to come and join you at the Christmas party and thinking, do you know what? I'll have a quick look and just see what's been going on in the chat before uh, I. Oh. Brum it. <laughs> the smile that spread across my yeah. face when I saw that you dropped a bollock and been on that chat. I was like, do you know what? That's going to keep me happy for the rest of the journey. I, I think the joy it gives people when they know people have to pay money into punishment parties, it's just a, it's a, a league of schadenfreudists, isn't it? I think but, the oh. joy was probably the person experiencing it the most must have been Andy O'Neill. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Given how much pain he felt having to contribute to the pot himself. Having had someone else have to put in so much more than he did, I think he probably felt pretty good about it. He had a big smile on his face when he saw you. Yeah. That, um, but also, it's like doubly bad, because I'm in the bottom three as well, so it looks like I'm going to be paying for <laughs> catering and cooking. Uh-huh. So um, that's, yeah. that's 
bad times 13 because yeah. the rest of us have got to eat it as well. Yep. Um, All right. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> Phil will be down there with you, mate. So. But, but, oh, oh, by the way, listeners, this is nothing to do with my culinary techniques. This is because all these Neanderthals and their meat-eating look down on my veggie ways. That's what it is. And it was cooked badly. <laughs> <laughs> Even the vegetarian dish, which photographer Will had to have because he's yeah. vegetarian, it was, <laughs> it was like... What is this? It was like really? it was like a kebab skewer with obviously no meat on it. That is right. That it's is not like drive right. it. To if like I was onion Met, or something, Metz was in charge of the of the menu, not so he was behind it. Yet. So like, and again, sorry, Metz, if you listen to this, but he was in charge of the menu. If I had a rock, like, do you, if, do you think that's what I eat all day? <laughs> Just vegetarian kebabs. I'd have, I'd have put right. If I have to put on menu this year, there's going to be an absolute Michelin star veggie feast you're all getting. Stuffed s- peppers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe something a bit more exciting than that. But yeah, I'm not having this on my doorstep. Yeah, good. Looking forward to it. Uh, it'll be you, mate. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll be having Melton Mowbray pot pies or whatever for Leicestershire dishes. Can you get a veggie version of that? <laughs> Over to emails now, Marcus. Okie doke. So we had Lindsay get back in touch with us with an addition to the drinking game. She's called it, Are You Having a Draft Drinking Game Part 2? What additions has she brought for us, Marcus? Right, so we've got one here. We've got anything with Nick referred to as being a beginner's look or a rookie mistake. <laughs> solid. Yeah. Which, which I think is, is excellent because that's exactly what it is. Solid. Every time he does something, it's either one of those two. Uh, which I think is brilliant. There's an excellent one, um, which is Yare moves up from last place. But I feel that would have to be like a whole pint. Yeah, because that's, yeah. that's never going. Al vodka, because yeah. that's bleach. never going to happen. <laughs> Talk about meds doing well slash rooting for him. Okay, how how does that work? If any of us say he's doing well, um. Well, because we always go like, oh, he's improved, and we always go good trade. I, we also we always maybe say it's it with me. Like, such shock as well. Yeah. Um, oh, here's one that just goes off. Um, <laughs> there's two great ones here, actually, back to back. Andy's refusal to draft Liverpool players is discussed. Yeah. Even better, because we just talked about it. Brummett is teased for being vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay, for that email. We're going to compile these with a few other suggestions that came through we would love to shout out all the names of the people who emailed us in our first email section there's one other email you want to mention here marcus now this one got me beyond excited screenshotted it because i i opened this one because bradley and i can both see the email account i opened this one i knew i opened this one because it was unread so i screenshotted it immediately and sent it to bradley because i'm a massive geek Shona got in touch and Shona works at the National Archives which is super exciting anyway Amazing. right and she says they've got a number of football related documents there for example they have the police report on the theft of the World Cup when it was oh, in England wow. in 1966 this is one particularly exciting to me as well they've got documents relating to Walter Tull the first black player in the league who played for Spurs before being drafted or before um, going into the First World War yeah. back to the podcast she says have you thought about doing an outside broadcast? I'd like to invite you 
to record a special episode at the National Archives. Oh, wow. Yes, please. We are all over that. She says there's there's plenty of rooms and space for the drafters, but it's just going to be me. I'm going to go there and geek out. (laughs) No, but um, so that is something that we're absolutely going to take up. Um, It'll obviously be in the new year. We'll I'll I'll do some history geeking and we'll do some drafting from inside the National Archives. Bradley, how does that tickle your fancy? Oh, I'm excited because uh, field trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. to you all. Well, hello boys, I, uh, Father Christmas, what are you doing here? What are you doing? Oh, the jolly man's here. (laughs) I thought I'd just pop along and see what you were all up to, and take a few moments to sit down with some of the drafters on my knees, as I know you had such a fun time on Saturday, and see what you might like in your Christmas drafting present. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Father Christmas. I had a stocking. I, so I, I, <laughs> I just thought I'd sit down with some of you and see what you might like as a Christmas present for the draft this coming Christmas. So, um, you, sir, what's, what's your name? I am Matthew, Father Christmas. And uh, what's the name of your team? It's the Super Keen Bromacticos. Oh, Name Thank you. and um, what would you like for Christmas for your drafting team? Well, I think since I've been a good boy all year, apart from the punishment pot stuff, I would love Christian Eriksen to play some bloody football, please, Santa. Well, I'm not a miracle worker, but I'll see what I can Thank do. Thank you. Now, young man <laughs> over here. Oh my God! Here he comes. Here he comes. What would you like get... for? Um, oh, for, what's your name? My name's is Marcus. But you knew that already, did you, Father Christmas? Because <laughs> you got my letter. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's on the naughty list. <clears throat> and uh, and what is the name of your football team, dear boy? My football team's called the Wedding Crashers FC. Oh, is there a story behind that name? No, completely made up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what would you like for Christmas? I would like Aguero to get better really soon, and for him and Rashford to fight it out for top premiership goal scorer. Ooh, well, that does sound very exciting. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Thank you very much, Father Chris. <laughs> now, who's this handsome chap over here? I'm, I'm fucking handsome as well. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hi, Father Christmas. My name's Bradley James. I'm the manager of The Liberators. Ooh, very nice. Is there a commercial endorsement there? Or... <laughs> there is now. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you like for your team this Christmas? Well, I think I uh, would like to have some throat sweets that I could give to Father Christmas to, you know, help his rasp out a little bit. But as well, if Other I may be worrying about my vocal cords, <laughs> I I would like for Christmas for Luka Milivojevic to see where the goal is and have some shots at it and score some more points. Well, I'll have a little word with him and see what I can do for you. Do you speak Serbian, uh, <laughs> Father Christmas? Oh, Father Christmas speaks every language in the world, wow. dear boy. Of course. 
Well, well this handsome boy is going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> very happy then after Christmas. <laughs> and over here, another handsome and rather jolly looking boy, I might say. <laughs> Who do we have here? What's your name, sir? Now then, now then, my name's Matthew Merrillou. Oh, what a lovely name that is. <laughs> and what's the name of your football team? The name of my football team is the Maloulous FC. Oh, lovely. Do you know what you might like for Christmas? Well, I'd like to go up picket line about nine, ten times. <laughs> football related. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, I would like... <laughs> I would like to win my first draft title, please. Well, I, uh, I will see what I can do for you. And... Uh, and what's your... Well, you're a very serious-looking boy, aren't you? What's your name? You're right. My name's Johnny Wolf. Oh, and uh, what's, what's the name of your football team? <laughs> my, my team name's Fairy Tale Erotica. <laughs> I don't even ask if there's a story behind that one. I hope you like sheesh. Do you uh, know what you might like for Christmas? I'd like to be less of a boring drafter. Please, Father Christmas. Well, I'll certainly give that a try. <laughs> Oh, and you, sir, who, who do we have here? <laughs> all right, guys, it's me, isn't it? It's me, Nick Morgan, yeah. All right, well, we've got some pairs, hey! Londoner, are you? What's, uh, <laughs> what's, uh, what's the name of your team? Oh, I'll tell you, hey, go on, supermarket sweepers! And any idea what you might like for Christmas? Yeah, I'll go with Daniel Caesar and win the lake, way! Excellent. Well, <laughs> I will see what I can do for you. Who do we have here? All right, there, it's me, Yuri, Jake Perfumi, ah. the cerebral assassin. And I'm going to cerebral assassin you, Father Christmas. <laughs> I've heard about you, and uh, I suppose what your team wants is a new manager, is it? Oi, <laughs> less of that now, so it is. I am the best manager in the draft, I'll have you know. Well, what would you like for Christmas, dear boy? I don't need nothing for Christmas. I've got everything it takes to get out of Lee. I've got nows to spare. Excellent. Well, I will, um, I'll leave you to it in that case. <laughs> Thank you for coming. And what, what's your name? All right, Bet, it's me, Meds. Oh, hello, Meds. Uh, uh, what's the name of your team? My team's called the Kitchen Crusaders, isn't it? Ah, yes, I've heard about you and your catering exploits. Very good, very good indeed. And any idea what you might like for Christmas? I'd like to not be in the catering zone. Come the end of the season, please, Santa. Well, Santa's been keeping tabs on your progress so far. I think you're doing rather well, actually. So, uh, I think we can almost guarantee it. My treat. Ta-da! Uh, and, uh, and what's your name, sir? All right, me dude, it's me, Peter Everall. Oh, just broke something. Anyway, how are you? Uh, yes, you probably should stay well away from that uh, trophy there, Peter. And um, what's the name of your team? Evil FC. <laughs> very good, very good. And other than um, some elocution lessons, what would you like for Christmas for your team? i like to be able to pronounce uh, the name as Pizzacuzzapizzawatcha. As a fashion Please, Santa. Uh, yeah, well, absolutely. I'll, 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 I will try and find out what that name is you're trying to say and uh, figure that out for you. And uh, what about you, old man? 
Yeah, no, hello, uh, my name's uh, Neil Dutton, and uh, yeah, I'm manager of uh, Pipe Dreamers FC. Ah, very good, very good. And what might you like for Christmas this year? Uh, well, I love some uh, gift vouchers for uh, Armitage Shanks, and um, also uh, maybe to win my second ever draft title back to back. Right, well, um, yes, I, uh, yeah, we will. Also, the respect of my son, Noah which I feel I only earn with back-to-back titles. Of course, you know, the, the respect of a child is so... And a holiday brochure to uh, Sydney. No, I think that would be a waste of time. You're <laughs> only there for a few days. Let's not be <laughs> Everyone, can I just say how lovely it's been to meet you all. And it's very important to remember that drafting isn't just for the pre-Christmas run-up, but for the post-Christmas run-up as well. So, everyone... Take some time, do your research, and have a very good winter transfer window. I hope it makes all your drafting dreams come true. Merry Draftmas, everyone! Goodbye! Goodbye! Goodbye Santa. See you, Santa! Thanks for the Christmas! See you, mate! Guys, I... I just did. I just miss him. No, uh, you were here. Remember? Was I? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Thank you, as always, to our brilliant producer, Zach Brown, and also, this week, our guest producer, Matthew Melaloo. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Melaloo. Thank you also to Melaloo for the artwork. At Matthew Melaloo. That's how you find him. We also have to thank Kate Bellamy, at kate.made.this. She's also involved in that artwork. We've got CJ Pandit, who does our brilliant music. He's at CJ Pandit on Instagram. You can also find him on SoundCloud and Spotify. CJ, put a 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 Pandit. And oh, oh no, it's your mate Dan, Will, John. Also, thank you to Will, Dan, John, Scott, Paul, Will Coburn, Will Coburn Photography.com. W Coburn or at W Coburn on Instagram or at Will Coburn on Instagram. One of those. Search for the guy. Where in the world is Will Coburn? Probably hanging out with Carmen San Diego. We also need to say thank you to our wonderful hosts at Acast. It would not be the same without you. It would not be possible without you. Thank you, Acast. Acast, baby. Thank you so much. Also, please email us at areyouhavingadraft at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter at havingadraft. Leave us a review, a pop on the stars, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Pop on the stars. Oh, you've made that sound very cool. <laughs> We've uh, enjoyed receiving the emails. Keep it coming because we love it. It was our first experience of email. And it was a beautiful one. <laughs> Not our first email experience ever. It was our first, are you having a draft email? But it, yes. Yeah. Also, we should say thank you to Matthew Melaloo for being a guest today. My pleasure, boys. It's, it's been lovely coming back on. Uh, as I said, we had a great time at the Christmas party. And it's good to come on and chat all things draft with you, really. And thanks for getting Father Christmas along. It was really special to meet you. You know, he owes me a favour. What can I say? I've been a very good boy. Where can boys and girls go and uh, <laughs> see Father Christmas at the moment? If if boys and girls wanted to go and see Father Christmas, they can, of course, fly up to Lapland or the North Pole and have a little chinwag with a big fella. I have heard he's also putting in the occasional appearance 
at Crockford Bridge Farm down in uh, in Chertsey. We should also thank Matthew Brummett. No worries, mate. Uh... <laughs> 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 oh, we went Australian. So much. Thank you to uh, Daniel Butler, who's just stepped in and done an impeccable impersonation of Australian Matthew Brummett. Um, Matthew Brummett has had to leave because of... Why did he leave? Uh, he's got to vote in the morning. Oh, he's got to vote. We've all got to vote. But he's got to vote somewhere far away, apparently. I don't know. Um, but until next time, until next year... Oh my! God. Is that is is that how it's going to work yeah, out? We've got so, a Christmas break. We have got a Christmas break. An interval. Yeah. So I guess this. Not only is this the last one before Christmas. This is the last one of twenty nineteen. Of twenty nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. That's a bit scary. Yep. Okay. Give it the rundown again, Marcus. Sorry for. <laughs> no, but I just want to make yeah. sure everyone's clear on on what we're doing here. The gravity <laughs> of the situation. Yeah. So, until next time. Until next year. Draft safe, baby! Happy New Year! Should all be forgot and mind? Should all acquaintance be Rosebud was the name of his sledge! <laughs> oh my god, this is mental! <laughs> Got a new pair of trainers from a drug dealer the other day. I don't know what he laced them with because I've been tripping all day.